Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. The racing, the big one, the camping, it's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd through the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right i'd like to welcome you to dallas this road drill live with big big blue i mean it is a beautiful day guys with a good idea you look straight out the sandy and initially the Kelly Crandall, Racer.com. Christopher, your teammates were asked the same thing. So curious from your perspective, the 
Toyotas are not notoriously good super speedway qualifiers. So how all of a sudden are there five of you in the top ten? Yeah, that's that's crazy. This is the first time I've ever made the second round uh, qualifying for a super speedway in a cup car. So that's really cool. Um, I know that we were close at Daytona, and they felt like we could make improvements going into Talladega. So uh, really happy with the progress that they made. Obviously, that's a really cool stat for them to be able to get a speedway pull. Uh, just, you know, it's all off the TRD, Toyota, the engine that they brought, uh, and it obviously runs really well. All right. Any questions in the press box? All right. Any questions back downstairs? Okay. We'll take one from Bob. Bob Hawker's Fox Sports with so many Toyotas up front. I mean, do you just work together and stay up front? Can you do that the whole race, or do you think it's going to be one of those where you're going to, at some point you're going to get shuffled out? Or Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to be the goal, to try and get together and uh, maintain our track position. But, you know, with pit strategy and pit cycles, you're going to – something's going to happen where you're going to get shuffled and, and lose track position. So I think team, team strategy has been a uh, – very important part of super speedway racing and for sure all the Toyotas are going to have to work together if we want to win this one. All right, Christopher, congrats again on the poll and uh, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. for cash winner, driver of the number 16 Chevrolet for colleague racing. We're going to start with questions. If you have a question, raise your hand and we'll get a wireless mic to you. Jenna in the front. All right, Jenna. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. You said something on the, your radio, I guess, before the first overtime, like you were toast or over it or... Yeah, I'm always over it here. Tell, is this on? Yeah, back yeah. away from yeah. it. How about this? Yeah. Or I can yell. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> no, what I was saying was um, we, like, the car handled pretty good, but it, like, we get about halfway down the straightaway, and it, it just kind of, it, it kind of just run out of speed. So a lot of those guys, the junior cars, uh, and uh, especially when the junior cars were behind me, but, you know, even Sieg, like they could get to my bumper, and usually, you know, you kind of they kind of get to your bumper and they push, and you kind of get away. Well, we never get away, so they could just stick to the bumper 
and it, it just made it really hard to hold on to, and um, that was kind of what was uh, I was referencing was I was like, I I don't know how to block these guys, because um, the one time Sam had a run on me, and I, he was pushing me so hard, I went to defend, and it was like, if I keep turning, I'm crashing, and so I just kind of knew that it was going to be tough to make a move like that if it was in that scenario. And that's kind of what happened on that last restart. I kind of checked up because I didn't know if Justin was laying back. And, you know, by the rules, you can't launch before him. I didn't realize he was running out of field. So that allowed Noah to get that big run and, and get in front of me. Well, Matt kept backing up to try to get a run. And, like, we never could really get the run. And then, obviously, Jeffrey had a run and all that. And then it was just kind of hanging on. So I just... I always kind of knew if it kind of came down to needing a, a push or anything like that, they they could easily get to our bumper and then kind of just really just shift me out of the way. Um, so it was a little bit of survival. Um, so we'll, we need to go do our homework a little bit going into Daytona and kind of work on that. So you're the leader of the uh, first overtime, second overtime. Are you like, come on, like, give me a break? Uh, I mean, you just, you know, especially at Talladega because even in the – know the line's not that much further through the trial than a Daytona. It's, uh, well, you know, it in, in those two laps. So even when I had the lead and the caution came out, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I had this. And, and you just knew it was always going to come down to that run or that push. And that's, I got the, the lead on the outside, and I kind of debated on, do I take the outside again? But with the way they were getting runs on me, I thought maybe the inside would be better at least so I could have one lane I could always block and no cars were going to be behind me but uh, it was tough for the inside lane to stay attached and that's how Justin got back around me and was able to lead the last restart so I knew it was always going to be a challenge you know in these races of course you'd like to, to win them but I mean it's just happy to, to get out the top five um, and you know the dash for cash is a, a, a lot big bonus at least with it. So uh, does that $100,000 check go straight to Tara, or do you get to spend any of it? This goes to Mr. Tickles. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Tickles. What, what does he need? Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's very pristine like that. He's needs a lot of treats. Yeah. Do we have any additional questions? All right. Thanks for having me today, guys. All right. Thank you, AJ. All right, we've now been joined by our NASCAR Xfinity Series race winner, Noah Gregson, who is the driver of the number nine Bass Pro Shops True Timber BRCC Chevrolet for Junior Motorsport. Well, it's far away. Do you need to adjust? You good? Yeah, this should, it's, I'll figure it out. You sure? Yeah. You can adjust the chair. Hello? You good? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Congratulations on the victory. Um, we appreciate you joining us for a few minutes. We're going to go straight to questions for Noah. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you. We're going to start in the back with Jim Utter. Jim Utter, motorsport.com. Congratulations, Noah. Uh, I know that probably for a lot of people the multiple overtimes were frustrating, but it seemed like for you and maybe a few others they appeared to be opportunities uh, did you look at it that way? How did you approach the the the, the end of the race? Yeah, I felt like uh, whoa, that sounds weird. Uh, I felt like is that sound weird? Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Uh, I felt like. Uh, 
Hello? 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 You're good. It's, can you hear me? Yes. You can? Okay, so I, uh, what was the question? Uh, I thought that, yeah, it was opportunities for, uh, for us. I, I didn't really feel like I had the car to control the race. We just didn't have the, the raw speed in it to be able to lead the line, you know, through there or um, up there. So I kind of shifted the way I approached it about mid-race, midway through the second stage and just started running the bottom like an ARCA race and let those guys try and make a move and jump to the outside and then they would just shuffle themselves back. So, um, yeah, I thought there for a little bit we were going to run 14th or 15th and just, you know, we were just there. Um, didn't really feel like we had the, the car to make aggressive moves and make our way up there, but, um, you know, those guys kind of just, I don't, I don't really know. I got to go back and watch. I don't know how I got up there, but all of a sudden we were fourth and then the seven, he, uh, ran out of fuel or something. And, um, yeah, we got the jump. I got to go back and watch it, but, uh, just super, super thankful for Luke Lambert and the rest of the guys. They did a great job with pit stops and getting enough fuel on it. And that seems what it kind of came down to. So I was really nervous there at the end with, just watching the fuel pressure gauge the whole last lap, and we had plenty of fuel in it, so uh, just just ended up working out and uh, just never quit. All right, we're gonna work our way up front here, and then yes, remind me of your name again. Nathan Buckley. Nathan, yes, go ahead. I know I'm Nathan Buckley at Full Sail University. This is kind of a two-part question for you. First of all, uh, when you went to go lift the trophy in Victory Lane, were you aware of uh, just how heavy it was? Uh, I knew it was heavy. My buddy Zane, he won the ARCA race here, so I've lifted it up before, but never over my head. And uh, Josh Wise has been pushing us hard to work out, but I need to go a little harder because uh, I'm not very strong, I guess. And second part of that question is, if you win tomorrow with Beard Motorsports, are you going to try to repeat with that? Uh, it looks even heavier, but I'll try. Almost double the weight from what I hear. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's a cool one, but, uh, you know, we're – before we get to that, we we got to execute and stay on the lead lap tomorrow and, and stay focused and minimize the mistakes before we can even think about winning the race. That It's a long race tomorrow, so, um, you know, super thankful for that opportunity. and It's pretty cool. we got a great-looking car on that side, and you know, that's the goal to get there, so we're going to try our tails off. All right. Thanks, Noah. Congratulations. Thank All right. Jordan, go ahead, and then we'll pass the mic back. Jordan Bianchi, yes, I have two questions for you. Um, do you feel like you've changed or evolved as a driver in the last year or so? That's a good question. I think I'm always maturing um, more as a person. And I think the group that we Shit. have around us is – I mean, I've been with the same group at Junior Motorsports kind of as a majority for the last, Fuck. I guess, three and a half years now. So – We've been able to build, and I've been able to kind of fine-tune on, on the package that I need and what I need to feel as a driver. And When I get to the racetrack in the Xfinity Series, I kind of feel like I'm the bigger fish in the small pond or in the pond. Um, and it's really enjoyable when I get to the track, and we put a lot of preparation through the week. But when I get to the Xfinity races, I just have fun, and, and we enjoy it. And I'm really cool, calm, and collected behind the wheel, and I kind of need to think about how much I've matured behind the wheel. I think I've been more patient, but um, 
definitely been just having the most fun I've ever had in my racing career, like back to legend car days and bandoleros where you just showed up and you just had fun. And I'm a guy where I feel most comfortable when I can joke around and have fun with the guys. And I know when I put that helmet on that I have an opportunity to win the race. The cup side, on the other hand, it's I'm the minnow in, in the ocean, I feel like. So um, I'm still trying to earn respect over there. And, and over here, I'm so comfortable in, in these cars. But over on the cup side, I feel like I'm relearning everything and just trying to keep the fenders on it. I was joking around last weekend. I said, man, I try and keep the fenders on it every race and not wreck. And I've been over three so far. And, Cup racing, maybe I need to go try and wreck my ass off, and I might finish one with no scrapes on the car. But um, no, it's just being patient. But I've got a lot of great, a lot of great people around me um, that I'm super grateful and thankful for. A great team that allows me to uh, to be myself and, and have fun. I still got a long ways to go though on maturing. This is your fourth full season in the Xfinity Series. You've shown you can win races consistently, right up front, contend for a championship. Are you? What is next for you in your career, and, and you know, looking ahead to the Cup level and making that next step, whether next year or somewhere down the road? Well, I'd, I'd love the opportunity to race anything. I really enjoy racing the Xfinity cars and feel really comfortable behind the wheel. I don't know what my future holds, but I'm sure it's kind of a domino effect on where guys, different guys go, but I'd love the opportunity to run a cup car full time, but, you know, I, I don't have any plans after the second Phoenix race right now, other than the Snowball Derby, so, um, we just got to keep our heads down and keep focusing week by week, I'm not, not really, I don't have a one or five year plan set out, but, yeah, the goal is to get cup racing, we just are trying to figure out how to get there, we don't know yet. All right, we're going to go to Daniel, Steven, and then I know I need to come back to over here as well. Go ahead. So, Daniel, had the speed sport. So, Noah, uh, how aware were you coming to the checkered flag that a black number three car was bearing down on your bumper coming to the checkered? And I'm pretty sure you're the only active NASCAR driver that could say they beat an Earnhardt in a three at Talladega. special uh, just this whole weekend. I didn't realize that Jeffrey finished second until he came over to Victory Lane, so that was really cool of him to come over. And, man, his suit looked awesome this weekend, and the car looked awesome, and this is Earnhardt country. It's it's Earnhardt country and Crimson Tide country, so um, yeah, it's pretty special to be able to run um, with an Earnhardt Jr. car to the win and, and have a three. Um, just to be on the same racetrack as, as Jeffrey was really special. And then Brandon McReynolds, I've been working with him for seven or eight years now. Um, he's been kind of the guy who's mentored me and helped me and I work with him each and every day. And without him, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. And his dad, Larry McReynolds, was crew chief in Jeffrey this weekend. So that was, that was really special just as a whole to see the three on the pole and I told our guys yesterday, I'm like, man, I don't know if you'll ever see a Earnhardt in a black three car again on the pole. I don't know how you feel, Dale, but it's, uh, it's a pretty special special day um, or 
weekend that, that we got to witness and um, I hope it happens again but if I don't know if we ever ever will see it so we need to appreciate the moment while we got it. Alright, we're gonna go to Steven and then we're gonna come back here to the left side. Go ahead Steven. Steven Toronto CBS Sports. Noah, I don't know if I was imagining things or not, but I'm pretty sure I saw you doing Mike, the you missed those victory old lane. Did, uh, did that actually happen, or did, did I have too much Nerds candy earlier? Uh, I, uh, I tried to do it. It's like a trend right now, but I'm not very good at it, so it's not bad. You got any other dance moves? Uh, no, not really. All right, we're going to come to the left-hand side here to Jonathan. Go ahead, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Uh, John Field, the race experts. Uh, congratulations on the win, first of all. Second win of the year, uh, of course, new crew chief Luke Lambert. Uh, what do you think has been working well with you guys, just your relationship this year? It's just a great team, uh, the nine pass pro shop team. And really everybody at Junior Motorsports this year has been working so hard. And we have so much speed in our race cars, the, the whole you know, Junior Motorsports is a whole, all four cars, sometimes five cars. It's really cool to be able to go to the racetrack. And we've had speed in the past years, but now, like, all four cars are fast and each and every week. And just everybody's working so hard, and, and it's uh, it's a privilege to be able to drive for Junior Motorsports. And the Hendrick Power's been awesome, too. And I, I think just with Luke and, and the rest of the Best Pro Shop guys, we just mesh well together. We have similar interests and he's a cool guy. I go over to Luke's house on Saturdays or Sundays and um, we like to drink root beer moonshine and ride his kids' pit bikes around the tree house they got in the backyard and um, build different tracks for their kids with their pit bikes and stuff. And he's He looks like he's older but he's like a 12 year old at the end of the day. He's super smart. So, um, I and just to follow up with that too, you said, you know, get into the Cup Series, you feel like you're relearning everything. Um, how does a win today help with tomorrow's race where you're in such a position like that? I think it's great confidence, but you're only as good as your last race. And I'm going to try my tail off tomorrow, but who knows how it'll go. And, uh, you know, my, my goals are to finish the race tomorrow and finish on the lead lap and just execute as best as possible and have a good run for your family and Wendy's again it's an incredible opportunity and with, with Wendy's that's the best one out there so um, yeah I think there's a, a lot of confidence uh, on the side but I'm still trying to gain that confidence on the other side but trying to clean shape tomorrow a new race and a new day and you go out and attack the opportunity how you doing right, today? Any final questions for Noah? Right, we're going to come up front to Bob. Bob, where do I get an IV? Uh, I don't know if you got one today. I did. But just remember you have a race tomorrow. So, and there's a lot of cameras out there. So. Um, <laughs> what? Well, I, I don't have rules. <laughs> to follow. Um, well, I guess maybe I <laughs> the, um, I'm, I'm curious, you, know, you climbed the fence again, is that something you plan to do every race, and what is it about that celebration that you feel like fits you? Well, I think it's just cool. Um, obviously, I'm not the first, but 
joined by Nick Sanchez, winner of the General Tire 200 for the Arkham Menard Series. Nick, it is, uh, it is a warm one out there. It was an action-packed one out there. How did you end up putting that number two Chevrolet in victory lane? There you go. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, most of the race I was just playing a conservative. Um, you know, me and the 18, you know, he was being pretty helpful with me there on the bottom. Um, kind of playing a teammate thing, even though we're not teammates, um, and that's a Toyota. But, yeah, at the end there, you know, uh, kind of once my once my teammate hung me out a little bit, and it was kind of every man for himself, um, kind of through the plans I, I thought I had away at the end. And, yeah, you know, uh, just tried to get a run wherever I can, and, you know, obviously um, we weren't going to go to overtime, you know, that next flag was going to end the race pretty much, whether it be the checkered or a caution flag. So, uh, yeah, just kind of had to take, take, take. How did that uh, call from the tower after that red flag change your strategy late in the race? Next flag ends the race with 15 to go. How did that change your strategy? Um, honestly, it, it kind of just made me um, be, be more aggressive. You know, I think we traditionally, I think we had like 10 to go there, so I probably wouldn't have made those moves um, if the next flag didn't end the race, but, you know, Especially with the 43, you know, pinching the 20 out and kind of wrecking with the 23, I, I just had to stay in it because I knew I was either going to win or caution. Do we have any questions from here in the media center for Nick Sanchez? We have one way in the back. I can't see. The lights are in my face, but we'll get the microphone back there to you. <laughs> Christian Coley, kickingthetires.net. Uh, Nick, kind of branching off Charles' point, there at the end when they made the decision to end the race early, was there any plans that were going through that kind of got thrown out the window when they announced that whatever the next flag was was going to end it? Um, yeah, you know, um, right there on that last restart with Raja, I probably, if the next flag didn't end it, I probably would have stayed away. Um, but I knew um, I had to make a move right there to at least try to get to the front. So uh, I did that there, and then I got shuffled way back. But, you know, um, 
I probably would have tried to find a hole in the bottom, but you know, since since we were we're racing right there for the win, I just stayed in the, stayed in the top and tried to use momentum. Any other questions from here in the media center? All right, we'll let you get prepared for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Nicholas, congratulations, career win number two. Oh, we'll send it back up to Jenna. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, uh, I feel great. You know, it's a great confidence booster throughout the whole year. I know we had a win late last year, but, you know, to get one really early on um, in the Arctic season, um, it should help me on the next time. It's just like that, that you won. Will that carry you through, or, or might you get tired? Um, yeah, I mean, oh, no, no, I'm not racing Xfinity. Oh, I thought... <sighs> No, I said we'll let you guys get ready. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Jenna. Like, that's why I was like, yeah, I wish I was. Like, Hold on, like, what's sorry. up? You're gonna go race another race right now? You're okay. fine. My apologies. No, my apologies. Yeah, you screwed this I whole thing up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool if you went and yeah, did it. Yeah. yeah. Let's try to make that happen next week. Yeah. Thank you. Hey Nick, uh, Jonathan Field, the racing experts. First of all, congratulations on the win. Um, second of all, you know you're early on your super speedway racing. What were some things that you learned today that will carry on to future races? Um, you have to be there at the end. You know, uh, I think this race uh, I was probably the most patient I ever have been as far as you know. Uh, lap one lap 60 um just you know you can't win them in the first lap or even the 50th lap you have to be there at the end and you know that's that's what i tried to do today i think once again i only led the last lap so it's only on the counts all right that was nick sanchez uh i'm here in the deadline room I appreciate you listening. We'll have a post-race show after this is over with. And, uh, hey, it's on big screen, so check it out. Watch it. And uh, I'll have my number on there. Call in. Got, got a little opinion on the race. Hopefully we'll have an hour show. But kind of short on uh, Wi-Fi here, so just bear with us. All right, folks, that last shot in here at Caledonia Motor Speedway, Super Speedway. The racing, the big one, the camping, it's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd to the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Thank you. 